0: Starting in this Psalm 16 And hopefully just be an encouragement to you And then move on to the New Testament And try to stir you up also So you're trying to stir me up We're not supposed to try to stir Well I think I want to try to stir you up tonight Amen. I want to stir you up I, I, I mean the Bible said that And I'm not talking about some of false emotionalism People start uh, running around here Like that video I put on there I ain't getting on this pew tonight On this pulpit If you pray I might I don't know but uh, um, what I am seeing is I, I, we do need a stirring in our soul, a stirring in our heart, and I think that's why God's had us in this. So i want to bring it all back around full circle and, and and this is what I feel like the purpose of the Lord and what He's been doing. Now hopefully you have got some help um, if you're uh, online, or whether you're here tonight, and have got some help of seeing your, 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 your standing and your sufficiency and everything in Christ Jesus. I do hope that, is, that has helped us all to see that. And, and, and if you're lost uh, certainly I hope that you see that in Jesus Christ and that he's been exalted I I hope that you see that but in the heart of the Christian especially we need to get our eyes on that because I got over here on the drive down here I was thinking and my phone started dinging and uh, uh, I looked over at my phone and uh, uh, the first thing that come up was two news things that I thought I'd gotten rid of everything but this was local news channels saying Trump's uh, uh, Biden set uh, to do away with Trump something and I wanted to throw that phone out the window I'm so sick of listening to it i can't stand it it gets me mad i get i I just can't handle it it just gets me all tore up and all to pieces and i thought no devil i'm not even going to read what he's trying to do away with i don't even want to read it i don't even want to know and i've gotten to the point i'm going to cut them all off i mean i'm not going to know i'm going to be sitting over at my house and the whole thing's going to be on fire and i won't know about it i don't want to know about it anymore i just want i want to know more about my other home Right? I'm not saying I'm roll over and giving this one away, but I am saying this, if we're going to get any peace and get any help in our heart, we got to get, and so that's what God's doing. He's been exhorting us to keep looking unto Jesus, get our eyes on Him, and then right here in this psalm, uh, there's something, uh, and I'll give you the general, the, just the simple thought on my mind, is uh, um, this is something that's been left off uh, in our preaching, um, uh, 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 and just uh, me too, I guess I can say I'm guilty of this, uh, but certainly this is something that you don't hear preached much God wants you to enjoy your salvation Brother Allen, he wants us. You know one of the reasons why I thought, God, now why are you having me deal with these verses, Hebrews 10, Hebrews 6, 2 Peter, and all these different verses concerning this salvation? Why are you doing that? It's so that God's people that are saved. This is what I believe more than anything. Yes, there's people probably out here, and maybe certainly online that that, that have made a profession and maybe they're not really saved, and and uh, but really the burden of my heart is saved people have lost the joy of their salvation. Something's happened to us. We don't enjoy being saved anymore. And how can you enjoy a salvation and rejoice in, in, in God and the, rejoice in the glory, the hope in God? How can we rejoice in those things, enjoy in God through the Holy Ghost? Uh, how can we do that if we don't even know we have possession of it? You can't enjoy a salvation you don't know you have or not. And so you say, well, brother, why have you been hammering that I need to get the assurance down that I need to get this peace settled? But I think it's one of the most important things in your life for so many reasons so that you can grow, but so that you can enjoy it. Who's enjoying their salvation tonight when they don't even know they have it? You know why why I get stirred up And I get excited and I get emotional I'm enjoying my salvation I'm enjoying what God has done for me That doesn't give me excuses to do what I want to But I'm so thrilled That no matter what I do I stand perfect in Jesus And I can rejoice in that hope That I have in my soul And you know what's happened to us And I want to ask you what's happened to you tonight Why Why are you not enjoying your salvation Well preacher it's because I've got this thing over here and I, I'm telling you I've got this sin I've got that thing and I said this Monday night I said again tonight I'm not belittling that in any way you need to deal with sin uh, God's people ought to be perfecting holiness and sin therefore not, ought to reign in our mortal bodies and we ought to ha- uh, uh, and I, I'm not taking away from that at all in any way we need to strive against sin we need to put off the, uh, the weights and the sins that so easily beset us we need to do all we can to live holy and perfect holiness and live right and do right I'm for that I'm, I'm for you doing it. Uh, but I tell you what we can't do. We can't afford to lose our joy of our salvation while we're wallowing in the, in the despair and the depression of our inefficiencies anymore. Strive against it, but you got to know one thing for sure. You stand perfect in Jesus. You're complete in Him and enjoy what God's done for you. We don't, we don't enjoy it anymore. How many people do you see that anymore when you go around that are enjoying their salvation? We used to. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Look at what the psalmist said. Let's look at this. what the psalmist said in 16 and we'll move on. Preserve me, O God, for in thee do I put my trust. My trust. It's the only place you can put your trust tonight. The only thing you can trust, you can't trust the media, you can't trust Facebook, you can't trust. Any. The only thing you can trust tonight is this King James Bible and God Almighty. You better put your trust in God It's save there. And he said, God, I put my trust in you. Can I ask you something? When you got saved by God's grace, what did you do? You put, you trusted in Him. You cast yourself on him. You said, God, I surrender. I can't do it. I can't get there. I can't do good enough. I can't. I just, God, you're going to have to save me. I trust in what Jesus Christ did and shall do. Save me, God. Have mercy on me. And what did he do? He washed your sins and your iniquities remembered against you no more. And he saved you by his grace. Now you think back to me when you got saved. What happened when you got saved? There was rejoicing in your soul. Was there not? That you had been translated from the kingdom of darkness and the kingdom of his son. That you had been changed from this vile creature that you were. And you've been changed to stand perfect having completed the will of God and the person of Jesus. You are perfect in heaven. God changed you from that and made you like this. And now you rejoiced in what God did for you. God washed all my sins away. Hallelujah. And you rejoiced, and you, you rejoiced over that, and you put your trust in God. And he said, not, not just years ago, that's not a past tense word. I'm saying today, you know what we need to do? Just put our trust in him. Keep trusting in God. You know why some of us are let down? We quit enjoying our salvation. We put our trust in the wrong place. We're trusted in everything else. God is our last resort. One man said, Brother, it's so bad now. Oh, we don't have nothing else to do. We're going to have to pray. And other preacher said, Oh, my, has it really come to that? (laughs) That's about how we live. And I tell you, I, I want to see folks get back. I want to get back myself to where I get to the place. Sure, we're a mess. Sure, we're mess. Sure, sure, sure we're, our, our, our righteousness is, uh, and, and, and we fail every day, and we uh, have these problems. And, and sure, there's, there's all kinds of things we could all be tore up with tonight. But here's one thing we can all rejoice in, because God saved us to rejoice in Him. That's what he wants us to do. And he wants us to bear fruit, rejoicing to the world and what God's done in redeeming your soul from corruption. And we used to do that. We used to be so excited about Jesus. Look what he said here. He said, I put my trust in, uh, for in thee do I put my trust. Oh, my soul, thou hast said unto the Lord, thou art my Lord. Have you said that tonight? Are you saved have you, did you look at God one night and you say, Lord, you are my Lord. Did you, did you do like she did in the book of Ruth and said, "Thou God will be my God. Where you lodgest, I'll lodge. I and I, you look at God and say, God, I want you as my, you're my Lord. Did you do that when you got saved? I mean, you, you, you took possession of him and he took possession of you. You own him and he owns you. You're in him and he's in you. And 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 so so you said to him to that night when well, you got saved, you said, Thou art my Lord. Have you not said that? Amen. Sure you did. You may not have said those words, but you understand what I mean. You you cast yourself upon Jesus. You you turned on yourself and you turned to Jesus, your only hope, and said, Thou art my Lord. Amen. You may not have said it out loud, but you said it in your soul by casting yourself on him. <laughs> And, uh, and this psalmist has done the same thing he said now so and he's talking to himself again he said so you put your trust in, thee, in the Lord and, uh, and now you said unto him thou art my Lord and, here's, and, and then here's what he said that's where he's resting him he's resting in the trust that he's placed in God and uh, not in his ability to trust but where that trust is placed is what he's resting in and that trust is in God and so then he comes to this next part and he said, my goodness it extendeth not to thee. Look at the next part of chapter, verse number two. My goodness extendeth not to thee, but to the saints that are in the earth. And this is similar to what we looked at in 1 John chapter number three. And we looked at that verse and the verse, you know, remember the verse where he's talking about, and if your heart condemneth, God of greater heart, for he knows all things. And right before that he had said, let us not love in word, but in deed and in truth, Right? And he said, For if we do these things, then our hearts shall assure us before him. In doing what? And loving other people. Right? So you get saved, you get born again, and you cast yourself, you love God because he loved you first, and then now God says, now love your brother, right? If you're saved, you love your brother tonight. And so... He said he said he said, Lord, thou art my Lord. My goodness doesn't extend to God. It's kind of like grace. Grace flows in one direction. Right? You don't have grace on God. Right? Grace flows down. That's why the Bible said he giveth grace to the humble, he resisteth the proud. And so uh, uh, here in this way he's talking about, look, my goodness uh, doesn't, doesn't come before God. What did he say even before you got saved? Your righteousness is filthy rags. He had to put you in Jesus. He had to do it himself because you couldn't do it, right? It's the same thing now. Your goodness doesn't add any benefit to God. It doesn't make you any saver. It's not a word. It doesn't make you any more saved. It's the proper way to use it. It doesn't earn you any special favors with God. In fact, he said it's a reasonable service, right? You add nothing to what God did for you. Your goodness doesn't extend into heaven before God and add anything to God. He doesn't need your goodness, right? If he needed that, then Christ died in vain. He needs nothing you have to offer. What he needs you to do is be empty of yourself and him live through you, right? So what is he saying? Okay, so he's saying, well, look, if my, me being good and me loving and me doing, good, if, if, if it's not, if I can't do that to God, then where should this goodness extend to? What's the next verse say? My goodness extended not to thee, but to the saints that are in the earth. I'm not doing a very good job of stirring. I'm going to get a cattle prod. Look here. My friend, the Bible said, My goodness extended not to thee, but to the saints that are in the earth. So just like we were talking about that first John three, brother, it's saying like you get obsessed, people get so obsessed with these things in their life, with battling against this or doing that, or I'm a failure here. They get consumed completely with their own problems and their own self, and they completely lose sight of what they're supposed to be doing, which is loving their brother. And your goodness needs to extend to the saints that are in the earth. And you can't do that when you're in this little bubble and you're in this little island and you're just self-loathing over what a miserable wretch that you are. Enjoy your position and your standing in Jesus and what he's accomplished for you and extend that out to the saints in the earth. That's what God wants you doing. (laughs) Take that goodness that I put in you. I don't need any of it back. I'm as good as I need to be. God doesn't need your goodness, but I want you to take that goodness and I want you to extend it to all the saints in the earth. How are we doing on that? That may be why we don't have some assurance. That might be why we're not enjoying our salvation because we're selfish with it. Maybe that's what's wrong with us. (laughs) We, We ought to be extending that to the saints that are in the earth. Well, Brother Clint, I write a check. I ain't talking about writing no check. Now, like I've always said, we still cash checks here, and we'll keep cashing them. But I'm not talking about that. Sometimes it may require a check. You know how the Bible says, if you see a brother have need, and uh, how do the love of God if you shut your bowels of compassion up to him? And so if your brother have a need, and you've got the means to meet it, just meet it. Some people hide in prayer on that thing, don't they? So now he says to him, he said, now, my goodness, and extend to thee, Lord. And so uh, where does it extend to? It extends to the saints that are in the earth. How about you? Say, so, well, Brother Clint, I'm, I'm losing the joy of my salvation. Uh, it may be because you've been just literally consumed with yourself, and you have not been extending your goodness to the saints that are in the earth. That takes more out of you, doesn't it? It takes time to love people. It's not easy to love people. It's going to hurt you to love people. Rarely are you ever going to get it returned this way, but you'll get it returned this way, right? And so, it doesn't matter whether it's turn or not, but you understand what I'm saying. Uh, that God, God wants us, now that He's saved us, I'm not saying, please understand that, I, I am not saying that we just, well, let's just forget about sin, just like I said the other night, on Monday night, I'm not saying we just ignore that, and we don't pay attention to these sins, but some of us are not able to enjoy the position that we have in Jesus because we are making, have made ourselves miserable over these inefficiencies that we have in ourselves, be it sins, be it a fault, some kind of shortcoming, some kind of hidden sin, some sort of iniquity that something in your life and you let it consume you and you cut yourself off from doing the very thing God made you to do which is to extend your love and goodness to the saints that are in the earth we don't do that now come on now how you doing with extending your goodness to the saints how you doing with it I'd say most of us ain't doing too good are we so here's what we need to do we might we might we might get some help if we'll start looking at it the way we ought to be looking at it if the Bible tells us that doing that good stuff that loving people and that uh, not loving in word only but indeed in deed and truth and and doing those things assure our hearts before him and uh, uh, and, and and sin and all these things and being uh, just being encompassed about with all that is bringing doubt and strife into your life uh, you're never going to counteract that if you don't start extending your love to the saints you, you become unprofitable you uh, uh, um, you have took yourself out of the fight you uh, god god wants you to be extending your goodness to the saints that are in the earth people used to have a burden for other people didn't they you'd see churches weeping and people uh, that wouldn't give up on you and they'd go to people's houses and they'd keep witnessing to them keep trying to get them to come to church keep trying to get them saved they had a burden for others they were extending their goodness Isn't that what he said? If the love that's in you is a sacrificial love that whereby God gave himself a ransom for you to be tested by in due time, if it's a love that's sacrificial, if it's a love that's giving, a love that gives itself for others, does it not say then that we should love our brothers also and give our life for them? Where are we at on that? (laughs) I'm going to take it. Not too good. And so, well... Brother Clint, you've just given me something else to be down about. I'm not doing good loving people. You've missed the mark tonight, what I'm trying to say. Or maybe I missed it. You know what? We're going to turn to these verses, and I'm going to quit. Because uh, I just, this is, I guess, more in my heart than I can get out. Uh, I tell you what i'm going i am going I am not going to continue to let myself go down and get depressed and get down and go under because i 'm not this and i'm not that and i'm not a good enough preacher and i 'm not like brother Jones and i'm not like a good pastor and i'm not as good as this one and i 'm not like that one and i'm not a very good daddy and not a very good husband and i 'm not a very good witness i 'm not a very good i'm listen we are going to destroy ourselves folks if we keep doing that that is not the intention that God has for his children his intention is for us to enjoy the that standing that we have before God rejoice in that salvation that you have you, are, you you need tonight if you don't have the assurance of salvation you have got to get that settled when you get that peace that passes the understanding and that you know and may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and length and depth and height and you know with the full assurance that you're saved you're able to rejoice and enjoy that salvation that you have in Jesus why, why don't you enjoy it anymore what happened? Well, Brother Clay and I did this. Well, yeah, but God didn't kick you out, did he? <laughs> hey, well, Brother Clay, you don't understand. I sinned. I said this. I did that. I did. I, I was mean to my wife. I was mean to my kids. I'd kick the dog. I, did, I, I, I don't mind to kick a dog or a cat. But... Uh, that don't it hurt my conscience. It may bother y'all. It don't bother me. But uh, uh, it hurts me if I, if I kick Amber or the kids, you know. No, nah, right? Listen. Hey, and you're going down. Well, Brother Clint, you understand. I, I, I'm not done very good at loving people. I'm just a sorry witness. I didn't give a try. I meant to give this lady a track, and I, I forgot to do that today. And here again, I failed God again. And you, I'm telling you, you just beat yourself down to where you can't enjoy your salvation anymore. That is not the purpose of God. When God wants to show you some something inside of yourself, and you look in the mirror of God's word, and He's showing you where you come short of the glory of God, and He wants you to grow and be more like Jesus. It's not so you'll sit there and loathe in misery because you don't meet up to some expectation, it's so that you'll see how much He loves you, and He's not going to quit you, and He's on your right hand, and He's going to help you, and He's going to conform you to that image no matter what. He wants you to be assured of that. <laughs> Hey, uh, why don't we rejoice because he's not thrown any of us away? He's not given up on none of us in spite of all the things that we've been guilty of. What what happened to, we used to rejoice in that, didn't we? Some people used to rejoice in being saved. And they were were so thrilled and enjoying their position in Christ. We enjoyed our salvation. I don't know about you, but I used to enjoy it. You couldn't hardly say Jesus' name without tearing me all to pieces. I enjoyed it. (laughs) <laughs> and now what happened? We get cynical. Well, uh, you know, this preacher, he ended up messing up, and this guy did it. If it's not our own sins, we're looking at somebody else, blaming them with something. Hey, if you're not enjoying that, the fact that God took your filthy, vile self... And made you perfect like you had never done a single thing wrong. Perfect in Christ. If that doesn't excite you anymore, I'm telling you, we have got some bad problems, don't we? We're messed up. Why don't you rejoice tonight in your heart? I'm not I'm not talking about some emotion. I'm not pleased and misunderstand. I'm not trying to do that. I, don't want, I want to stir you up on the inward man. I want to stir you up inside and say, well, you know what? Bless God. I'm not going to let the devil destroy me anymore. And God could have kicked me out a long time ago and he promised that he wouldn't. And he, he promised me. Faithful is he that promised that if as many as received him, uh, to them gave he power to become the sons of God. And I'm telling you, God, save me, beloved, now are we the sons of God? And I'm saved by God's grace. I'm Perfect in Jesus I'm as good as in heaven and I'm not going to let the devil take the joy of my salvation I'm going to rejoice in the glory of God and the hope of him get stirred up about it God should have thrown you away a long time ago and here we still are still saved and look at what he says here hallelujah brother Tony God should have quit us a long time ago brother he should have given up on us a long time ago just for what we thought about doing. He could have just thrown us out the window. We, we were unfaithful to him. And you know where he was? It's the whole time that we've been unfaithful, the whole time that we weren't witnessing and things that we got selfish, or whatever it is that you or I have been doing, you know who was still on your right hand? I'm telling you, I got so low here not long ago before I come to this church. And I got, when God let us come here, he let us find that house. And uh, I remember something. I had gotten so down on myself. Hey, you may not understand it, but I can understand how a man could put a gun to his head and kill himself. I can understand how he could do that. Just beating himself absolute death over not being good enough for anybody. And I remember... I remember, Brother Shane, when I was driving out of your house in that work van and I got down that gauge road and I got down and I turned right and uh, I can remember exactly where I was. There, there wasn't something just in me that helped me that night that was different. I hope you don't think I'm not talking about some crazy mystical stuff, Brother Allen, but it was really like can you can you all know what i'm talking about have you ever been driving down the road driving down the road listening to gospel music or something listening to some message and it's literally like god himself was sitting right beside you does anybody know what i'm talking about and you know that's not i mean god lives in us we're a holy habitation of god with the spirit i know that but uh, he's not bound by my mortal body. And so he's everywhere. And so, but I can remember, and, and, and I remember when I got saved that night, and I remember pulling out of there, it was like God was riding shotgun right beside me the whole way. I'm telling you, it was like nothing I'd ever experienced in my life. It was so unreal. I wouldn't even tell you all the things. You'd think I was some kind of charismaniac. God made himself real to me. Not before I got saved, because anyone had been sought by faith. But since I've been th- saved, God's done some things to just to give me some, I'm not talking about crazy signs and stuff. Y'all know what I'm saying. Just, just a piece from another world that just like God wrapped his arms around you when he didn't have to and just assured you, though you're a big failure, God just assured you you're still a son. The glory of his inheritance in the saints, he's made us meet to be partakers of that. And... I remember that, and uh, it's happened one other time. But I remember I, I was so down. I was, this was just not long after I'd got here, and I remember once again I was driving by myself, and it was like that presence wasn't there for a couple of years, Brother Allen. I, I, it was just like like Job said, "Wherever I turn, I can't find him." Though you know he's there, you know you know you're saved, but it's like God, you can't like when you pray, he's not he's not even. Do you understand what I'm talking about, Elder? You know what I'm talking about. It's like you pray, and it's like it's not even getting out of the ceiling. Let alone God being there to hear it. And uh, that's the way I felt. And I, and, and, but I want to tell you something. That there again that night, when I was driving down through down the road down there, I had gotten down again. And I thought, you know, I'm just going to take a drive. And I just got down Airport Road and took off down that way. I was going to jump on the interstate and go to the, grocery, go to the gas station and get me a Mountain Dew. Because I'm on my diet, you know. And uh, So I was going to get me a Dew. A Dew will help you when you're down, I'm telling you. And uh, and I was going to go get me a Mountain too. and uh, I'm telling you, brother Tony, I was so down, I just uh, just defeating myself for what I'm not able to be, and how I'm not able to. And uh, and boy, I just and, and it's not some false humility; it's not even something to be uh, it's, uh, proud about. And anyway, I was just beating myself down. And anyway, so I was driving down through there, and you know what? Just out of nowhere, I wasn't listening to nothing, and just out of nowhere, I'm you with everything in me. It was like God was right there again, out of nowhere. I hadn't prayed for him to come down. I hadn't fasted for him. You know, God manifest yourself to me. I was just driving down the road really apologizing to God for being so sorry. And then just out of nowhere here said God with me. I'm, I'm talking about in a way, I hope you understand what I'm saying tonight. And don't think I'm crazy. But I'm telling you it was like God was in that car with me as sure as I'm standing up here tonight just reassuring my heart that I was his child and he still loved me. Hallelujah. So we ought to rejoice in the the salvation we have. We ought to be enjoying this salvation. I wouldn't dare want to give somebody some false hope that wasn't saved. I I wouldn't want to do that for nothing. But you know what? Just as bad as I wouldn't want to do that, I'm tired of seeing saved people that can't rejoice in what they have. Because they think every time they do something wrong, some preacher preaches and, and they feel like they're not even saved. And shame on us preachers for preaching at people like they've got to be perfect. And they have the preachers on there guilty of everything they're preaching on. Shame on some of us. I've done it. I've been hard on people preaching. But I want you to know something more than anything that this preacher's got to say. If you don't hear nothing else, I want you to know one thing. There's a God in the heavens while I'm preaching tonight who sent his only son into this world to die for your sins. Amen. And, sirs, what must we do to be saved? Believe on Him. That's what you got to do. And if you've done that, you may be the sorriest Christian in here. You probably are. I'm just kidding. Please take that as a joke. You might be. I might be. But did you know? I got to think about this, Brother Oliver. No matter how bad you think you failed And you you may have I'm not making a lot of that No matter how bad you think you may have failed God doesn't see any of the sorriest Christians Does he? He sees one Christian Well I've seen some people make some mistakes Buddy I'm telling you I've made some and I've seen people mess up and get so discouraged and walk away from things. And I'm thinking, man, if they just—if we could lay hold, if we could—if we could really lay hold of the fact that when God never, God's never changed in how He's looked at you, Amen. Jesus doesn't ever change. And again. Boy, I hope that don't give you some peace to go run out and sin. Goodness. Because I think what it ought to do is just restore to us some joy that we ought to have in being saved. I think this world ought to see what a joy it is to be saved. To see a bunch of sorry, low down scoundrels here tonight, able to cry and rejoice because of what Jesus did. People say, Oh, there's a bunch of hypocrites in the church. I ain't going. They're exactly right. Why don't they just come join us? They're hypocrites too. We all got a bit of it in us. But you know who wasn't play acting when they lived on this earth and they breathed and they lived in this likeness of sinful flesh and they never one time ever did. And his name is Jesus. And when God sees him and he was pleased and that he fulfilled the will of God and never did anything wrong. All those wonderful things that we know about Jesus and that he made the way into the holiest of all. And all those wonderful things we accept of him. You know, that's why he tells us. That's why he's saying settle this salvation. You know why? Because he's made access by a new and a living way. Is that not what he said? That you might, that we could draw near to God. You, you don't just enter within to the holiest of all where, that, where the ark of that covenant is. And you don't just to go within the veil. You get to draw near to where the very presence of God is. Oh, can you imagine how blessed we are? To, I, I hope, I, I hope if there's nothing, I'm not trying to remove any. Shame or any guilt from what we've done. That, that's proper feelings for a Christian to have. We ought to be ashamed of what we've done and stuff like that. I'm not trying to remove that. But if you've repented of it and you've got it right, it's under the blood. I want you to know regardless of what, if we're born again and we're saved by Jesus Christ Almighty, God never looks at us any different than He's always looked at us. These boys right here, Brother say. They've done some stuff. I thought, God, give me some mercy. I'm going to kill one of them. (laughs) Them boys ever embarrassed you? Your daddy daddy ever been mad at you? Because Boy, you you carry my name out there, and you're acting a fool out there. I'm going to hurt you. That's how I would talk. I don't know if he says that stuff to you. He might not say nothing. He might just hit you. That's the way my daddy done. You wouldn't hear nothing. You just feel something. What was that? And uh, and so you know, you know what the Bible said, Hunter? Wherefore, he's not ashamed. He's not ashamed of me. Now that's a sobering thought to say that. How could Jesus not be ashamed of me? You ever been ashamed of your brother? Sure you have. You've been ashamed of him, I'm sure. I'm always ashamed of you. And the Bible said he's not ashamed. I'd be ashamed of me, Tony. Wouldn't you? I'd be ashamed of me. As good as God's been to me and the little I do with it, I'm ashamed of me. We didn't get to go none of them verses I wanted to go to. He said their sorrows shall be multiplied that hasten after another God and The Lord is the portion of mine inheritance, and of my cup thou maintainest my lot. (laughs) I wish we had time tonight. He said, the lions are fallen unto me in the pleasant places. I have a goodly heritage. Now this is an Old Testament saint saying this, but you think about where them lions have fallen to us, Brother Phillips. Anybody thinking with me? All that we have in Jesus, he talked about those lines. You know, I think what he's referencing here. I think what he's referencing. He's referencing those. uh, You know, when they blessed, when 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 God blessed them and laid out to each tribe their portion of their inheritance for their land, there were lines drawn, boundaries drawn, and this is your lot. And I think what he's saying there is, he's saying, my lot, what's befallen me has been good. God give them them blessings, they didn't deserve none of them. And you know what? What manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us. Look what's befallen you. Look at your goodly heritage. Look at what God's got laid in store for you. Look at your inheritance. You're an heir of God and joint heir. My reigns also instruct me in the night seasons. Anybody ever been so troubled like that? And then to thank God, Ezra. I was thinking about you, and I was thinking about Brother Easley, didn't I? God give him counsel. And you're so troubled. Your you're, you're 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 sitting there tossing within yourself. You can't even go to sleep. You're so troubled, trying to figure out what to do. And God gives you counsel. And when God gives you and opens your heart up and says, this is the peace of God, this is what you need to do, hallelujah, God would show us what to do and how to walk and how to live and where to go. And that's what he's saying there. But I've set the Lord always before me because He is at my right hand. I shall not be moved. Therefore, my heart is glad and my glory rejoiceth. My flesh... Also shall rest in hope. <laughs> now that 's a lot to say, isn't it? My flesh has always given me trouble. when I got that sickness and my soul, buddy, I was i 'm solid, I know where I'm I 'm going. I may not know much, but I know I 'm going to heaven when I die if I don't know nothing else. And my soul was settled, but my flesh was all over the place. Whether I was a nervous wreck. I was doubting. I was feared. I was afraid. I was panicky. I was crying. I, mean, I was really struggling. And this man said, my heart is glad. My glory rejoices. My flesh shall rest in hope. You realize you can bring your flesh under subjection like that? That's crazy, isn't it? Think like that. No, that's proper to think like that. God will cause you to triumph and give you the victory if you'll rest in him. Now, let's read that. For thou will not leave my soul in hell. Of course, he's mentioned Acts, mentioned this. He's referencing Jesus. But remember David saying this. Nor suffer thy holy one, capital H-O, to see corruption. That will show me the path of life. And thy presence is fullness of joy. At thy right hand there are pleasures forevermore. Can we read that again? Thou will show me the path of life. Look, I don't care. I don't care how you've messed up. How many of us could raise our hand in here tonight and talk about how we've messed up? And you know who was still faithful to you to get you back on the path of life? God was still faithful to get you back on path. Why? Because he's never left your right hand. Where would we be? And God just got us right back, you know, on the path of life. Man, God's faithful, isn't he? And in his presence is the fullness of joy. At thy right hand there are pleasures evermore. Boy, I don't know. There's nothing that'll give you any more joy than just being with the Lord. So I don't know. If I if I could just encourage you in anything, I hope I've just encouraged you some to just remember in whom you stand not in yourself, not in your, just remember the faithfulness of Jesus and what He's done for you. And you know what? That'll urge you on. Who needs a law when it's written in you and the Holy Ghost bearing witness to it in the Word of God? That's what He said. The Holy Ghost bearing witness, wherefore it is written after them days. Remember when it said that? Was it Hebrews 10? We dealt with that today, didn't we, Miss Philip? Well, I'm done preaching. I hope that uh, the puts a little bit of smile on your face this week. I'm, I'm sorry, preacher. I'm sorry. Yeah, I know you are. But I know who isn't. And that's all I know. I've seen the best of men. I was just telling Tyler the other day, stand to your feet. I was just telling Tyler the other day, I've built, I, I have built up men in my mind, these preachers, these great men of God. And they are great men of God. But I had them so built up. And then when you find out something about them, it's such a letdown. It's just, uh, and then it seems like you kind of lose. And you know what? I've just come to find out. We're all vanity. Everybody. There's nobody. There's really nobody worth much. Other than those that Jesus is in. They're worth a whole lot. I hope you're in him. Lord, we love you tonight. Thank you just to, oh, thank you for the help you've been to my heart. Thank you for not doing away with me when I probably just should have been, when you probably should have been right and given up on me, Lord. You never have left my right hand. So just help us to always keep you before our face and we shall not be moved. We love you. Thank you for your faithfulness, Lord. I, if we had time tonight, we could probably go through this. Everybody here tonight that's saved that could testify to your faithfulness. And I just want to thank you publicly for being faithful to me. Thank you for being my faithful friend that's still closer than a brother. I love you. And I thank you for every person that's here tonight and to those online. Comfort and help them, Lord. Our people are suffering going through so much. And Please help J.C. and Brother Reed. I just pray that you'd help J.C. tonight. Encourage his heart and help him. Lord, help him to be a witness to those that are up there. Use him to maybe read some of those nurses as well. We love you. In Jesus' name tonight, amen. All right. Well, we uh, we just go home tonight. I appreciate you being here. It's been good to be here with you. Appreciate the Lord loving us the way he does. Anybody got anything before we go home? If not, we'll be back here be praying for Brother Allen and be teaching at 10 o'clock Sunday and then 11 o'clock worship. And um, let's just be praying that God will restore the joy of our salvation again. Wouldn't that be good? It troubles me. That all that God's done for us, and so many of us are not even happy about it anymore. Does that does that bother you? It not it doesn't bother just for me, it bothers me for others. I, I don't don't forget what the Lord's done for you. Please hang lay hold of that. And just be reminded of that. When the devil's bombarding you with all the stuff he does to your mind and tells you what a failure you are and tell you how you've messed up and God will never use you again and you're just... All the stuff, he does it to all of us. And you can always go to him and say, Yeah, but God never even sees me that way. You can always tell him I'm in Jesus. Just remind him who you stand in. He knows who Jesus is. Amen. All right. If you not got anything, we'll be dismissed tonight. Michael Jones, would you pray for us and dismiss us tonight in prayer? Please be remembering those. You could get a hold of J.C. before, but I don't think you can now. Um, I don't think his phone's working. But anyway, try to reach out to at least Melissa or somebody. Let them know you love them and praying for them. Okay? God bless you tonight.